Yeah, you're the one who gets us yeah. Hey guys, welcome back uh, to The Encounter from Regime LA. This is your boy. This is uh, Danny from Redeem. Like I said before, we have Deb, we have Kat today, and we have uh, Eric right here. And today we're going um, to talk about depression again. Not because again, but we're going to do it part two. I feel like depression wasn't able to like, like completely, we couldn't touch up on, on all the stuff and it was requested by some of our youth. So yeah, I was thinking, and, and they were bringing up to my attention that uh, maybe sometimes depression doesn't get, I don't know how to say it, doesn't get brought up into our lives just by little things. Or maybe some people are not even looking for it. For example, some people can be, you guys wanted the part two? Here it comes, right? Some people um, can get depressed by, you know, somebody being, somebody raping them or somebody, um, you know, just not loving them enough. So all this, you know, kind of almost like, you know, helps or doesn't work, helps depression, not ourselves. So I think the best thing that we have to understand is learn why we have it. I think the why is very important and we have to be honest with ourselves. Sometimes we're like, oh, no, no, nothing happened to me. But in reality, the number one thing we have to understand is be true to yourself and be true that you need help. And I feel like once we humble ourselves to understand that we need help, then maybe we can be taken out of that rut. I remember that um in the Bible, uh, Joseph was thrown into a, a, a hole in the ground and his his own siblings because of their hate threw him there and <clears throat> funny thing look, look how beautiful God is they wanted to kill him but they said no look let's not kill him what should we do with him and then there's this guy comes and this Ismailite is, is this, mm-hmm. is it? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Ismailite comes by and he's like hey you know we should sell it to him and when we look at Ismail, Ismail the, the, the name Ishmael, it's actually Ishmael in, in, in Hebrew, he means God hears. So meaning that God sent that man, so God, so like as a, almost like a, like a confirmation that God was hearing Joseph in his, in his, in his plead, in his, in his, in his, in his, when he was in a hole, when he was in a rut, when he was depressed, when he was sad, he heard him, and then he was sold to them instead of being killed. So, so I think that was that was that was beautiful. I I, th- I think you mentioned, uh, and I think we talked about this in the lo- last podcast. And I think sometimes people are, are are thinking that they're depressed, but they're not. And I think you know I was looking at Psalms nineteen twelve where it says, "But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults." I think the important thing on there, who can discern their own errors? I think a lot of the times we try to also in Proverbs it talks about not on your own understanding, and a lot of the times we try to self-diagnose ourselves. We yes. think that oh you know what I maybe I have an anxiety disorder. Oh you know what I have a stress disorder. Maybe I have a in this case, I'm depressed. And it's like, wait a minute. Well, maybe, maybe that's not what's really going on in your life. Let's right. let's step back and ask God, you know what, God, I can't discern what is happening in me. Show me what you, what you see in me. Help me discern what the errors in my life are because it may not be depression. Maybe you might just be sad. And, it's a, it's a, and everyone gets, and everyone goes through those faces. Um, and sometimes when you're young, you, I mean, a lot of the times when you're young, you don't have the experience of life to be able to tell what it is you're going through. Um, and I think it's important that sometimes 
as young people, we try to over-dramatize things, I guess would be the best way to put it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because of our immaturity and lack of knowledge and experience in the world. And that's where we have to step back and say, hey, God, you know what? Show me my errors. Am I mistaken in my 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 understanding or my feeling of maybe being depressed or having an anxiety disorder or whatever the disorder may be. Um, and it's important to see God, you know, and, and, and really get on your knees and ask God, you know, show me what you see so I can fix those ways. And I agree. And sometimes just whoever's struggling with this out in the world and whoever's hearing this podcast, maybe you don't have that relationship with God, you know, because it's tough, right? You, you can't just say, oh, have a relationship with God and that's it. It's hard, you know. If you have a relationship with God, you have to have something constant. But what I tell you is this. First, find a leader. First, find somebody that, that, that you trust. That, that Not just that you trust like, oh, he's my friend. No, but somebody that you trust as a leader. And we have to put our trust in these people. Danny, 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 you know, um, what about if they tell my problem? Well, God will fix that. All you have to worry about, for example, my, my uncle used to tell me, you ha- we have to be like the garbage disposal. They throw the trash at us. And we dispose of it. But if the garbage disposal is broken and it spits it back out, somebody else has to come and change it. So it's no longer our problem about what happened to this trash. We did what we had to do. If they speak about it, then it's up to them. And I want to tell you just how you said. Um, in Matthew 13, uh, 12, 37, it says, The words you will either, sorry, the words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. So what does that mean? Be careful what you said. Uh, also, the Bible says that our words have, have power of death and life. Meaning, if you're going around saying, oh, I'm depressed. Oh, I'm depressed. Oh, I'm depressed. Be careful. Be careful because your body starts believing it. Your mind starts believing it. Instead of saying, I'm depressed, say, I'm joyful. I'm happy. Even though inside you might not feel it, you say it. Say it. Rebuke what, what you think you have and say it. And uh, you can almost say minister minister upon upon um, upon what you want in your life and i think what's really important is to be able to invite god into our everyday life to yes. make sure that we actually trust in him not say like oh i i trust god but do you really trust him like our mind is such a tricky <laughs> part of our of our body but um we have to trust in god and understand that god is listening to us and like for example prophet elijah he was depressed yes and um who would have thought a prophet person with big faith um was depressed he told god god i'm tired he said he had enough but the whole time god had more blessings for him in his life but obviously he didn't know that because he was going through this trial um did have you heard have you read that whole story or no Yes, the, the part where you got the the, the legend. Uh-huh. But did you notice that before, just so you, you understand how the devil and how the enemy attacks us, right before he gets depressed, he challenges uh, like a god's, like god's, uh, like a certain the Baal. god. Baal. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Baal's like servants. Yeah, and he ends up winning. So he ends up they burn everything. They get he gets him killed. And then he goes on and he goes, oh, be careful. Check Because God uses them right before that. And yet he gets to his place and then some girl goes, you know, some queen goes, oh, I'm going to kill you. He gets scared of that. And I'm looking yep. at him. Wait, hold on. Didn't, you God, didn't God just send fire down? Didn't you just run as fast as a cart? Because, you know, you thought, you know, well, you knew that water was coming. And yet when somebody goes, oh, I'm going to kill you, you go into a cave and you kind of like loathe. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like it, it doesn't make sense. So we have to be careful as well. Yeah, and even though God um, was like saying, like, why do you feel this way? He still understood. He said he 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 wanted um, God wanted Elijah to confess what he felt because although God always knows our emotions, he just wanted to hear from Elijah, and yes. he understood why because God provided him rest, plenty of rest, but still told him, "Why are you here? Get up, eat." And the food that was that the spirit gave to him was um, was for the body be and the spirit because it needs to be fed, or else how are we going to get action if we are not feeding ourselves the I correct agree. way we should be? I agree, and yeah, please go, go. I was going to say that in Psalms thirty four eighteen it says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit, mm. and that's beautiful, right? Because that's literally the sole purpose of Christ coming down here is so He could understand, so that when we cry out to Him, He, he can He's not going to be like, oh, like why would they feel that way? No, He's like, oh, I felt that before. I know what that's like, right? And He can comfort us in those ways. And I was going to say, like one of the, um, I guess main topics of depression is loneliness you see elijah what he felt even as a servant of god and someone who was used so literally wildly um what he felt was like alone i'm alone in this like i have no one else everybody else has turned against god and it was not it was not true you know his eyes were blinded by what he thought was true and this is really really big in depression that the first I guess, like, symptom is your loneliness. You feel like you're alone. I agree. And and the people that feel lonely, and, and I don't want to, I want to talk about big stuff. So, for example, if you feel like, I don't know, parents can make a mistake, and they say, oh, you know, Danny, I hate you. You were never wanted. You know who felt that? Jesus. No, Danny. His parents loved him. No. He says that when he was speaking the truth, his family came out and said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, he's crazy. So he knows what it is to be uh, betrayed. It says in, in Mark 3.21, And when his family heard it, they went out to seize him. For they were saying, he's out of his mind. So he understands. He understands what it is to be betrayed. But the thing is, look, what did he do? You don't think he was like, man, this sucks. Mm -hmm. like, like the Bible can't express all this, but we also have to imagine it. Imagine you're, you're speaking the Bible. Imagine you, you, ended, up, you ended up preaching cat. And your mom goes, oh, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you laugh, right? But yeah. in the moment, you'd be like, yo, you're my mom, yo. Like, mm -hmm. you gotta be my number one, you know? Like, yeah. you would be hurt, right? But you know what Jesus did? Get out of my way. I'm not crazy. Move, move, move. I, if you don't want me to be with me, that's fine. I have somewhere to be. So what do we know that he did? He moved. If you stay sulking, if you stay loathing, I know there can be horrible happen things happening to you. Maybe they don't love you. Maybe somebody molested you. Maybe um, something's going wrong. It's the whole most horrible thing, but I want to try to say is move. Move away from that. Move away from feeling sorry for yourself because you're not helping anybody. It, it, you, when you're mentioning Jesus, that a lot of times we forget that okay. Jesus experienced and went through some of the things that we've gone through and even worse. Right. Right. And you were saying that the importance to keep our eyes on him. And, and so uh, this verse, literally, Isaiah 26, 3 says, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So that, that just reiterates what back to what we were talking about, yes. the importance of keeping our eyes and our mind on him. And when we do so, no matter what happens, you know, you brought up the, the the situation of being molested. Maybe you were molested. Yes. Maybe you felt in, in some kind of major failure in your life. You know, maybe you thought was a failure. First of all, whatever you went through, I think you need to know that everything works for the better of those that love God. So God had a purpose. I can't justify what happened. 
Right. No one can, but God knows what's happening, and he's in control of that. But if we maintain our eyes on him, nothing will take away the peace that we have in him. And the craziest thing, and, and, and depression sometimes is the result of an experience that we went through. Yes. Like you were saying, cheating or, or, or someone something happened in your life. The enemy knows these weaknesses in your life. And what does he do? He attacks that weak spot. Attacks it, attacks it, attacks it, attacks it until you start feeling lonely, until you start feeling helpless, until you start feeling isolated from the world and uh, saddened. Like, not just like, oh, I'm sad, but more like I'm deeply saddened. Like, is this from the interior of your heart and from your soul, right? So I think that's why it's the importance of maintaining our minds on him to maintaining our eyes on him. So if we do that, the enemy may try to send darts to our minds, may try to attack those weaknesses, those experiences we went through. And even if the enemy does that, because our eyes are on him, just like Jesus' Jesus's eyes are on the purpose that the Father sent him to earth for, nothing took him to fulfill, from take from fulfilling his purpose on earth, on Calvary. And I we agree. have to follow that example. And you know, and just, just, so, the, just so you understand, and I, I have a few examples, but I, wanted, I, wanted, I was just reading this and it came to mind. Just like Lazarus. They said that he was dead. They said they 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 counted him as dead. They counted him as he was he was in a tomb, meaning he was he was alone. He was uh um he was covered by a stone, meaning that's it. There's no more. And then uh, right here in John eleven thirty, it says again, feeling very upset, Jesus came to the tomb, and it was a cave with a large stone covering an entrance. So maybe the depression is this cave, and you're dying there slowly. But in reality. Jesus gets angry with you, but I don't want you to say like angry, like he's going to come and say, oh, why are you doing this? No, but he's, he's like upset because he's like, why? Why are you stuck in depression? Why are you stuck in a cave called depression, called anxiety, whatever it is that you want to call it? Why are you stuck in a cave and you close the door? So listen to what he said. Then he said, move the stone away and listen to what other people said. Martha, but Lord, it's been four days since Lazarus died. There will be a bad smell. And Martha was the sister of the dead man. So what did Jesus do? Jesus didn't care. And it says, then Jesus said, remember what I told you? I said that if you believe, you would see God's divine greatness. So what is what do we need to do to get out of that rut, out of that depression, out of that horrendous smell? Check this out. Out of the horrendous smell inside of us is we have to believe. We have to believe who God is. We have to believe who he is and what he can do for us. Yes, we do have to believe. And I... Um do you think that sometimes, well, no, not sometimes, but all the time we have to be patient because we, like yesterday in the class we were, you were giving, Deborah, um, you told us that we're, so we're, we're sad and sometimes we're all feeling tired of being sad. But what is the action that we have to do to get out of that is to continue, keep going, get out of that sadness. And obviously it won't be easy, but that's when you continue and continue to get out of it and trust God with it. With his plans, because his plans are greater, and with his strength, it it overcomes every doubt, every worry, every sadness that you're feeling, and it's just a whole matter of patience because it's not going to happen from day to from day to night, day to morning, right? But um, day to morning, <laughs> night to <or> day. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, Yo. yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you, it just patience. Like you are not alone. If you're in your room. Yes, you may be alone in your room, but pray. He's listening to you. He wants to hear from your own mouth what you are feeling. So he so he knows that you know that he's there with you. I agree. And, you know, talking about patience, um, remember the when Jesus was, was walking into, into Rome 
And then there's this officer that goes, I'm reading them to you guys. Uh, the officer said, Lord, my servant is very sick at home. He can't move his body and has much pain. He didn't say what type of pain he had. So now let's change it into spiritual li- into the spiritual life. What happens when we're depressed? We can't move because we have a lot of pain. But check this out. Look what Jesus said. Oh, I will go to heal him. And look at the faith. That's what I'm saying. That faith is so important, guys. And it's so detrimental for you guys to be well and, and good. He says, no, 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 no. You don't understand, Jesus. You don't need to come to my house. Give the order and it shall be done. So if you say, oh, no, it's because I need a pastor to come pray for me. Oh, I need, no, I need my mom to pray for me. I need, I need to say, I need that guy to say sorry to me. No, no, no. All you need is this. God tells you today, be free. Get up. You're healed and depression is gone. Danny, I was going to say, um, I've been blessed to be part of the group of administración. And uh, a lot of the things we see is there's a lot of youth that is depressed. But the yes. problem is that they don't do anything about it. That what they do is just hide their emotions. And when it feels like they're going to burst, they're like, oh, help. And then they get a little bit of, um, let's say, relief. And then they're right back at it. You know, and I love what Kathy was saying. Like, it's a constant fight. Depression is no joke. And to anything, I was I was just reading in, in Psalms, um, Song of Psalms, sorry, Song of Songs 215. It says, catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that spoil and ruin the vineyards while our vineyards are in blossom. So, yeah, you're right. There are things that cause depression that like rape, divorce, a whole bunch of nonsense. You know, there's life is tough, but there's also these little things that we allow to live in our vineyards for so long that they grow and they grow and they grow. And then what happens? They ruin our vineyards, yes. you know? So yeah, it can start and just, Oh, I feel sad because Rebecca slapped me. And then mm-hmm. I harbor that emotion and I never move on from it. And then it turns into something way bigger than it ever had to be. I, I agree. And that's how the, that's how, that's like, I want to tell you guys, please hear this with love. Cause I want to say this with love people that are listening to and people that listen to it here live. I'm not calling you guys weak. I'm not. That's not what I'm doing. But I want you to know something. The Lord wants warriors. The Lord wants people that can stand straight despite somebody coming and spitting in their face, despite somebody coming and saying, you're wrong, Jesus is not there. And even when Jesus does not appear and Jesus is quiet because of his love, they stand and they're post, and they're there with their faith. And that's exactly what 2 Timothy 1.7 says. This is, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Like we planned this, huh? yeah. <laughs> we, didn't, we did not. It just, <laughs> okay. just, it just come into mind. So, you know, we have, we have, God, we are, first of all, we have to remember that we are a priesthood, right? We are a royal priesthood. We're, 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 we're kings and queens. Uh, and we have to remember that we have an identity and we have a calling from Christ and we should not allow the enemy to try and steal those blessings that the Lord has for us. The, the, the kingdom of heaven is a kingdom of, like you said, warriors, but of people that are brave, yes. people that have courage, people that are willing to fight the battles along the way. And a yes. lot of people think that the battle is easy. I'm Christian, easy, easy peasy. No, and actually, the enemy attacks you even more in the kingdom because he wants to rip you from the body of Christ. He wants to take away the heads. He wants to take away the thumbs, the hands, the feet, everything. Exactly, right. and that's what he comes to do. And even if you think about it, just like what you said, let's just say, let's just say, Kat, I told you, hey, um, just an example, right? Because yeah. it's not never gonna happen. If I said, hey, your sister sooner or later is gonna come out to kill you, <laughs> you would try to 
go after her right now, right? Because mm-hmm. she's young. Because yeah. she doesn't know what she's going. That's exactly what the devil wants. Once you grow up and you figure out who you are and you figure out what's your calling and you figure out what you want, it's really hard for somebody to pull you out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But right now, when you're young, all these bad things are happening to you, not because you're looking for them, not because God hates you, but because it's the time, the time to veer you off, the time that you build upon these bad things, and then there's no way to rip you out of there. So it's like the same thing. Like if you were born into church, it's really hard to rip you out of there. If you're born into the world, it's really hard to rip you out of there. And by the time, by the way, um, we have a, a guest here that she shall be nameless. And um, yeah, she wanted to give us like a little piece of her um, like testimony. So go ahead, hermana. So when, so when I was going through depression, you know, um, I struggled a lot with my faith and my me praying out to God and looking for him so instead of that i seeked for the out world you know when when i shouldn't have um i got into drugs um i was hanging with the wrong crew and i was getting into gangs you know i was looking for the love i couldn't find the arguments i would get with my parents you know and feel like they didn't love me or like my siblings didn't love me you know so i would go and look for that love i felt i didn't have when it was there you know i just didn't feel it because i didn't have the faith you know right so it's hard because you have to have that faith in order to understand, you know, the things you go through. Right. And it's like, I feel like God put me through all these things for a reason, you know, that so I could talk about upon it, you know. It's like, I do I regret um, doing drugs? Yes, I do. But did I learn from it? Yes. And did it make my faith stronger? I could say yes because honestly... Now when I get in an argument with my parents, it's like I don't I don't go and turn to drugs, you know. I go and turn to God. I pray to him and I'm like, you know, and now it's like it it's really changed my mindset and a right. lot of things in a different ways, you know. It's like now it's like I could say that if if I if I get tempted to do drugs, it's like I go and I pray to God and I'm like, Oh, you know, Lord, take that away from me because I know that's bad. Even thinking about it is a sin. You know, and I came to recognize, like, you know, drugs at the moment when I was depressed, I was sad, where I guess that w- that's what I thought was my medicine. But then now I see and I'm like, no, that was something the devil wanted you to do. So an obstacle. An obstacle that he put me through so I could s- seek more for his faith, you know, right. more of his love and now i could say that i do feel love i do feel more happy you know and it's like it's not even that it's the people you surround yourself with because if you're surrounding yourself with people that are depressed are sad listening to sad music it's like you're just filling your heart with sadness um but if you're going to church you know and you're surrounding yourself with people that are happy joyful it's like they're sharing their joy with you you know and they're and you're surrounded with people that are happy so obviously you're gonna feel happy you're gonna feel joyful you're gonna feel loved and you're gonna take that love to your family you're gonna share that with your family you know you're gonna have more self-control in a way that you won't be getting angry or like any of that right can i guess can i ask a question i'm sorry maybe i'm overstepping but do you still suffer with depression or not anymore uh sometimes i'm like i'll be like alone i'm like oh and i rethink like why did i do that and i get sad and i'm like there's no need to get sad it's like god put me through that so it's like i guess like now I pray to God, I'm like, you know, help me with it. And it's like, he he's honestly taken it away because it was more, 
Yeah, it was a lot worse. It was right? a lot worse. So I, I think if I can help you, you almost, almost like, you know the way out. I know, yeah. Ex- so you know, you know, there's a rope in the hole, yeah. And you're like, okay, I don't have to overlook this rope anymore. This is the way out, right? Yeah. This is the way that Jesus needs. And I think you said it. It's love. Yeah. <laughs> right. You said you felt love. Therefore, you can always like. Does that mean it's never gonna come back? No, no, no. It's it's always there. It's always like staring at you at night. Yeah, right? it's always not like looking at you. Hey, hey, you want to come back? But you know that there's a rope called Jesus and his love, and you always gonna take it. Mm-hmm. And if I can, she she also hit on a, a such a interesting topic about who you surround yourselves with, right? Yes. Because sometimes our, our, our companions or our friends in quotation marks, Lucy said. Uh, maybe ministering things to us that are not helpful to us, right? Uh, for example, Proverbs thirteen twenty it says, walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. So it's our choice. Who are we going to surround ourselves with? If we surround ourselves with wise, mature people, people that know the truth and the word of God and they're going to help us get up when we fall and be like, hey, get up. I'm going to carry you. We're going to continue this fight. But if we surround ourselves with those who are like, yeah, 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 you're going to be sad, the sad the rest of your life. Here, take this. This is going to help you out. It's just going to lead us to harm. And that's why the importance of finding mature leaders, friends in the wor- that know the word of God to help us through difficult times. I was going to say that uh, all of this goes back to like identity in Christ. Like mm-hmm. literally everything is just, I, I just keep going back to this. And I was thinking of Naomi. Um, she left Belen, which was the house of bread, right? Mm-hmm. And she went to Moab, which was like a cursed uh, place by God, right? right? And she came back and changed her own name to Mara. And Mara means um, bitterness. Sorry, guys, it's like half in Spanish, half in English. But <clears throat> yeah, it, it, she changed her own name to bitterness. And it wasn't until Ruth experienced the love of God and gave it to her. Like, it was through her, right? So who did she surround herself with? Ruth. And although Ruth was a uh, Moabita, she experienced the love of God, and she was able to show it to um, no, Naomi no. or Armada. And at the end, it's her... Her Rosary her burst. bitterness is gone. Her bitterness is uh, the the people say your your <coughs> daughter Ruth is better to to you than seven sons. Wow, that's crazy. So and honestly, I want to thank you for sharing your, your 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 time. I mean, you don't have to leave or anything, but honestly, I want to thank you because honestly, it takes a lot of guts to to say you know I was struggling with this this and that. And and I I if you guys haven't if you guys haven't if you guys think you guys are the only one going through this. It's not, and with what Eric said, go to the youth classes, guys. <laughs> you think it makes no sense, and it makes no change in your life, but it does. It does make a huge change. And to the leaders that are listening to this, and you're like, Danny, but how do I do this? Make a safe heaven for the youth. Make a, make a place that they can feel safe, that they can feel like they can speak, that they feel like they can say, hey, why is it that I feel that my standards are a lot higher than everybody else's? And you must lower those standards. And I'm not saying let them sin, but I'm just saying look at the truth. The standards that I have are a lot different than what you have, Eric. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not between me and you because we're really close in age, but what my, my standards are really different than from your standards. I have, to, I have to figure out how to lead you guys, but you just have to make sure you're like a leader of a leader. You know what I mean? Like, like, like just like a, like a help in, in mm-hmm. what we're doing. So I feel like uh, to, to everybody... If you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with anything like this, anything huge in your life, find a group. Find a group that you can, uh, that you can, uh, like identify with yourself with, and not only like, oh yeah, they're sad too. No, but opposite. 
if you feel sad find a happy group mm. if you if you feel anxious find a place that can keep you calm and as a leader uh, i'll give you the turn right now that i'm just saying like and as a leader as a leader look for this look for this look for unity number one and number two look for a place that they can feel safe I was going to say that, Danny, at, at one point or another in our lives, we'll have a life-altering moment, a life-changing moment, something that breaks us. And <clears throat> I always like to think of this, like when you're at the bottom, there's no other way. Yes. There's no way but up. So the part that we have to do is fight against what our heart is telling us because our heart is deceitful. It's, it, it lies to us. So fight against what your heart says. Listen to your spirit. And, and one thing I love about the the stories we were talking about is all of these people even though they were sad even though they were uh feeling suicidal we could say what they all did was talk to god about it they never hid their true emotions like don't come to god and and be like oh i'm kind of sad no say the truth oh i'm suicidal this is who i am you know because what can we hide from him anyway and i think that will that will help you know fighting against these things but exposing them i think last time we said something and we said come as you are and yeah. leave as you are and I figured it out. Come as you are and watch the power change who you are. So I think we have to understand that it's not because of us and what we can do, but by Jesus' uh, power. And I'm going to read a verse, and it's Revelations 21.4. It says, He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things, all these things are gone forever. So whatever depression, anxiety, um, sadness, whatever you feel, it's not going to last forever. It's you're not alone. God is a God of love and he is there to come for you all the time. And down here on the earth, it's not going to last forever. We're, our goal is to be with God, where we're going to be happy, dancing, and glorifying God as we're going to one day. So just remember that you're definitely not alone. Like we were saying, find a group that will um, bring you comfort and fun in your life. So we're all here for you and... Just remember, this trials that you're going through is not going to last forever. Oh, yeah, and you were saying, find a group and don't run away from Christ. Correct. Don't run away from the body of Christ. A lot of people, when they're experiencing loneliness or sadness and depression, instead of running to the source of joy and peace, which is God, they run the opposite direction. <laughs> and, and, and it's funny how, how, the, how the Lord reminds us that on Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, where it says, come to me. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Essentially saying, come to me. Come, essentially run. Run for your life. Run towards the Godhead. Run towards God. Run towards the, 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 the author of peace, the author of love and grace, and you're going to find rest in him. Don't run the opposite direction, whether it's to the world or get even into lonelier places. I was going to say, Eric, that, you know, sometimes things are easier said than done. Mm -hmm. And I realized that us talking about this, you know, like right now we're happy and somebody who's struggling with depression could be like, well, these people are happy right now, you know, like, yeah, sure. Sure, bud. Like, yeah, just be happy. Just run to Christ. But it's hard when you're in a moment of like despair of troubles. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to pray. No, you feel angry. You feel a whole bunch of emotions. But yeah, like Eric was saying, you know, fight them. Go against them. Be courageous. You know, um. When somebody wants to uh, uh, keep you in a place, they're gonna hold you back. They're gonna they're gonna hold you in the end. That's what depression does, and all these things there. Um, and you have to understand that we have to rip ourselves from this. And guys, we've reached um, 
almost the end, right? But I want to tell you guys that um, I don't want you guys to ever think that you guys are alone, number one. I don't want you guys to ever think that I were belittling your feelings and what you feel. I'm just saying there's a better way out there. And this way, this rope, this way out of this rut, out of this hole is called Jesus Christ. And trust me, his love is better than mine. Is better than my dad's. Is better than your parents. Is better than what you can give. He can give you and he can make you um, whole. He can make you feel yourself again. So I hope this was uh, a blessing, guys. I ask you guys to please uh, follow us on Instagram at Redeem LA. And yeah, give us a follow. Save this podcast. And if this blessed you, send us a, a message. So see you guys next time, next week. Take care.